Blog Talk Radio. Today, <clears throat> I have two reasons for this show. 
I have had this crud that I cannot get rid of. It is lingering, and I'm so tired of this crud. And I just thought, you know, it always has to start with your mama's face. You're just going to kill yourself because that's where they go. That's where they go when you won't go to the doctor every five minutes, every little thing. You're going to kill yourself and nobody going to know. You're just going to be somewhere dead. And, you know, I admit, I hate going to doctors. I hate doctors. I hate the whole medical practice. And I have justifiable reasons for disliking them. Um, And we'll get into that. But, um... I said, you know what? I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that is a doctor vigilante. I don't go there, and I'm not the only one who doesn't. There are a lot of other people on the streets when I'm avoiding doctors. They avoid them too. So um, I kind of wanted to build that into our guest that we're having on this evening um, because she has her own story to tell. But it wraps around some of the whole health things, and I just thought, you know, let's kind of have some discussion about that. Let's talk about us and who takes care of us if we don't take care of us. And um, I also wanted to let um, our guest talk a little bit about um, her work as well. She also is an author. And so she'll get to talk about that. She'll get to talk about some personal things. And then she'll get to kind of get started with um, getting back where she left off. I'll just put it that way. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Mrs. Green on the air and let you two get acquainted a bit. Are you with us, Miss Green? Good evening. Yes, I am. How are you? Good. So good to hear your voice. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice also. Good I'm a co-host here. Hi, how are you, darling? I'm doing quite well, doing quite well. That's great to hear. I am also. That's well, good. I wanted, to, to, I wanted was, to let you get started. I was going to let you get nervous. started, kind of letting everybody know kind of what you do. And then we'll just kind of oh, get some conversation. There's never need, and trust me, there's never a need to be nervous. It's not like, you know, we've got anything that, that, that possibly give you a reason to be nervous. At least not yet. <laughs> okay. I'm just, the the basis for my nervousness tonight is um, I had a stroke. And oh. um, so for a while I couldn't talk and I couldn't make sentences and whatever. And so I'm still, um, I've come a long way in only three months, but I still have a ways to go. So before this happened, I self-published five books, and I was hosting a radio show. And so to not be able to use my voice really... Uh, did something to me, and so now I'm able to to speak again. Um, I'm still in therapy, and there's a lot of work to do, but I'm just honored tonight to be able to share whatever voice I have with you guys. 
Completely mm-hmm. understood. We're, we're happy to happy to have you. Absolutely. Thank you. And and I just you know, and one of the things that I kind of was looking over my Facebook today and looking at some of people's posts, and it's just, it's so empowering that you have um, in front of you the stories that people share about their mm-hmm. triumphs and the mm-hmm. things they've overcome or in the process of overcoming to see people's growth and that's really important. Um and you get to you get to pull and grow your strength in seeing the strength of other people. Because that means, you know, you're not out there by yourself. And that's always right, comforting. Right. Especially when you're on that up climb. So, you know, if there is any little bit of um Strength you can gain from being on our show this evening. Definitely hope that you can. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, I'm going to say, and, and I ha- I, I want to be very careful in, in what I share with you because I want to always be a source of empowerment for people, and I never, I never want to discourage people from anything. Um but I definitely understand where you're, you're coming from. Uh, I definitely understand regaining what life is. Um, been there, done that, you know. And it's something that I never talk about. I, I mean, I don't always. I've talked about it maybe twice. And and I I, I just kind of, it's like once you get over it, you don't want to even visit it again. So yeah. I commend you because I know how hard it is. Um, yeah. But you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and I, you know, definitely. go ahead. No, I was going to say I have moments when I falter, when I get frustrated. And um, I think that's one of the things that that people who do like me and then you know that's not everybody but uh one of the things they say is that they enjoy my transparency when I'm you know sometimes I'm you know like oh this is I'm doing really good today you know things are moving forward then other times I'm like this is not a good day I'm not feeling it I just don't really want to be bothered uh, and I think that that makes people realize that you're human, and it reminds all of us that life is full of challenges, but it's how you walk through those challenges that determines how you come out of them. And mm-hmm. that's what I want people to get from me is not that I am a perfect person because I'm nowhere near that but I am a very real person and that's Mm -hmm. what I want people to get from any type of interaction with me if you walk away from me not wanting to ever be bothered again you will walk away with the understanding that I'm a real person and that's what I want Mm -hmm. And and that's so that's so true um because I think you are very real, very transparent. Um, you say what you want to say. <laughs> um, 
and you really don't care who the audience is. And so that is, you know, that says a lot. You know, not everybody gets to be that transparent in, in what they do. And so I think that's important. Um, I wanted to let you kind of talk about, you know, because your book titles and this very moment, they so go together. So go ahead and tell um, the listeners, you know, the titles of your book, you know, because we, we do have some readers in our listening audience that they love books. So please share your titles. Um, my first, the first book I published is called Help, I Don't Like Myself, and it briefly shares my battle with depression um, and dispelling the myth that you cannot be depressed and be a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I address that in that book. Um, and after the stroke, sometimes I have uh, trouble remembering things, so you might have to help me. I am... I know one of the books is um, A Mother's Cry. Um, It's a mini book for mothers on the go that has inspirational um, affirmations that you can just kind of use at any time. also has scripture references to kind of keep you encouraged as you go through the day. Um... Another one is Finding Me. I um, spent most of my life being someone else's echo, um, walking in the shadow of my, both of my parents were ministers, um, and I was always in their shadows, and other family members always overshadowed me, and since the death of my parents um, and really coming to realize um, that I am valuable, I do have a voice, I do have something to say, and I found myself um, in that book and another one called I Am a Voice. They address um, the fact that I believe that not only do each of us have a voice, but we are a voice, and our very presence speaks even when we don't open our mouths. And so it's important for us to find our voice and to be able to use it, make it uniquely yours, and understand that um, even in your pain and your trials and challenges, you still have a voice which is one of the reasons why I do what I do, um, because from the moment that I um, came out of the surgery and ended up in the nursing home, once I was able to use my one arm, my sister made sure I had an electronic device there, and someone asked her, why would she do that when I was recuperating from a stroke and from spinal surgery? And she said, 
that on social media, Jamie has a following of people that not only depend on her, but she depends on them. Giving of herself to them is important to her. And so I want to make sure she has the tools she needs to walk through her journey, to share her journey. And so from very on in this recovery process, that's what I've been doing. And it makes me strong. Um, It helps me to know that I'm helping other people. Mm -hmm. And that's, I can't remember any more books. I think I said them all. I don't know. I think know. you got them. I think you got them all. <laughs> yeah, you did a really good job. Yeah, I was starting to wonder, you know, who is more affected, everybody else or you, because you did a great job with that. So, um, I don't know. We might be slow. Um, but you have, I think you might have a guest that wants to, I mean, a caller who wants to talk to you. Um, we have somebody with their hand up already, and I know, like you said, you have a following. I don't want to keep people waiting too long, but I did want to let you speak. So I'm okay. going to go ahead. Um, and can I call you Jamie tonight? Please, please. Okay, thank you. Because I know you had a moment there. He's like, my name is not Jamie. I am Jamesina. Like, oh. <laughs> that was because my daddy died, and I was trying to use the name he gave me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so area code is four four three. Um four four three, you're on the air. Hello. Hello? Hi. Hello. You're on the air. Okay then. What was the number you said? Can you hear me? Four four three. Uh huh. We can hear you. Four four three. There you go. Ah, yes. Um, yes, I just want to add that um, I love Jamie. She's been <laughs> an inspiration for me and my son. And I decided to uh, well, I finally got my phone on, so I finally <laughs> decided to. Call in and listen. I didn't know I'll be the first one. <laughs> and I know she knows who I am. I just figured it out. Um, <laughs> this is my oldest grandson's mother. Oh, okay. And, and I remember when she first started going through all of this. Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a rough road, and I haven't seen her, um, but I did see my grandson a few weeks ago. He had I hadn't seen him in a long time either, and he was afraid to touch me because I have, you know, they put um, bone grafts and metal plates in my neck, and so he was afraid he would hurt me. So he mm. just was standing on the other side of the room just like, you know, I'm not really sure if I should touch you. So I told him to come and give me a hug, and we both started crying. And oh. um, I said to him that 
these boys are part of the reason why I'm fighting so hard to get better because they give me a purpose and a yeah. reason to get better. And so I'm honored to have them in my life and hearing your voice is going to make me cry again. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for calling in. I love you. I love you too. Oh. It's amazing how <clears throat> kids can definitely um be a different type of motivation. All of the strength inside of you, it's so different when you're doing something for the sake of kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to be a part of this from now on. Thank you. And um, um, Shamor, and what is your name again, sweetie? Forgive me, it's Shakir. Shakir, they do this show every Wednesday, Um, and I'm just honored to be a guest tonight, but they do this every Wednesday night. And I know they would love for you to join them whenever you can. I sure will. Okay, um, I love you. You're honored to be a guest on our show, no, ma'am. We're honored to have you on our show. That's totally <laughs> the opposite of what you just said. Oh, <laughs> we do Lord. this for the sake of letting people have a platform. So we're honored that you gave us your time. So, Thank you know, we're you. not going to even go there. But, yes, we do this every <laughs> Wednesday. And I'm going to warn you that every Wednesday is um, not the same. <laughs> I, I know what I listened <laughs> one time. I listened when Omar Tyree was on, and uh, that was quite interesting. Yeah. And um, so, um, Shantae, I learned a lot about sex, well, I already knew about sex, but um, I learned a lot about the way, the different way that men and women older and younger think about sex. So if you have questions, call next Wednesday. I'm sure you'll learn something new, okay? I sure will. Oh, my goodness. Sweetheart, I'm a, I, how old are you, baby? I'm 32. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you grown enough. Yeah, call next Wednesday. It's going to be different. <laughs> I sure will. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. I'm not, I'm not. Thank you for calling. I'm like, I don't mind contributing to I don't mind contributing to the delinquency of adults. I just want to make sure that everybody is of age. I know that's right. I do not, I want, to, I do not want to get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, some become trouble. She keep hanging around with this show. Oh, it don't matter. I'm just trying to make look. I'm just trying to make sure that don't nobody, don't nobody try to you know get me mixed up as family members with R. Kelly or some shit. So, <laughs> oh my. Yeah. No, she's definitely a grown woman, believe me. But listen, I want to I want to say to uh you guys and to your listeners how very important it is to take care of you because most of us are so busy taking care of other people mm-hmm. that 
we are neglecting ourselves. And a large part of why I'm in the position I'm in now physically, I have to take responsibility for because um, at one point I was being sole caregiver for both of my parents. And then I had all this other stuff going on with my sons and so forth and so on. I was not taking my medicine. I am like you, Shamor. I don't Uh enjoy going to doctors at all. Um, You see most of my posts on Facebook, I'm fussing and complaining on my way to the doctor, and then I complain when I get back about whatever happened while I was there. I just don't like Mm -hmm. it. But because... When I had the stroke, and it was, I had to accept the fact that there were things that I was supposed to be doing for me that I was not doing. And so that was my body's way of getting my attention. And so I'm saying to everybody who's listening, it's important for you to enjoy life. It's important for you to pursue your dreams. Um, But at the same time, you have to do what you need to do to take care of yourself. I'm blessed. I don't know. Shakir probably doesn't know this. I think you know. Um, During the spinal surgery, they lost me twice. And um, when I came to, the surgery was supposed to be two hours. I found out after the fact that it ended up being over seven hours. Um. And so there's a lot of reason why I should not even be able to be talking to you guys according to the medical reports, but I'm here for a reason. Um, And so I had to start doing things a little differently. It doesn't upset me anymore to tell people no. It doesn't upset me anymore to say I don't feel like doing that. Before Mm -hmm. this happened, I would never say that. Whether I felt like it or not, if I thought you needed me to do it, I would do it. But I've learned some things since I've had this season in my life when I was laying up there in the nursing home. Um, And since I've been home... I haven't seen or heard from a lot of people that I was running around for. Uh So that said a lot to me about the value they placed on me. But what it said more was that I didn't value myself enough. And so when you value who you are and you recognize what a gift you are, then you will carry yourself in such a way that you demand that people give you that same respect or they won't be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. That's important. That and that I mean and that's in everything. That summed up everything. Um you know so let's share a little bit. Um <laughs> <laughs> because you know, listening to what you said, and 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 you're still going through your journey, and it's frustrating when you know how to 
or you've known how to do so many things to make yourself self-sufficient, and then you get to this position where you, you can't just spring up and do things like you did before. And that's yeah. frustrating just in the process. And sometimes you take for granted those things that um, you have accomplished, the things that the, the, the triumphs you had, even though they might be small, um, the fact that you are using that electronic device with one hand, you know, until you got to two hands. You know, we forget sometimes those things that we have um, accomplished when what we're looking to do is yeah. so much greater. Um, Absolutely. Been there. Um, and mine was more of an elective surgery. Um, and it was, you know, I, I was never big on surgery. I, I was never sick, you know, sick or anything. But it was something I decided that I, I wanted, I needed to do um, because yeah. of some other health problems I was having. So I, I had the surgery. And it's a surgery that they perform all the time, ma'am. And so we do our time. Don't worry about it. Okay, great. <laughs> we do our time. Y'all still, I went to school for this. I was like number 1,500. You know, this, I've done this so many times. I get that. Right. Okay. We go into surgery. Actually, surgery, well, I had a moment prior to surgery that I was like, yeah, okay, something ain't right. Somebody back here is sleepy. They've been on call for 48 hours. Something's going on. Right. Because I just, it was a feeling I got. Um, you know, I, I get my anesthesia. I, I don't remember anything but waking up. Uh, I wake up, and I'm in my own private room, so I'm out of recovery and I'm just feeling kind of different. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, mom's there because that's what moms do. Mom's there, and she's like, oh, just rest, baby. So that's what I do. <laughs> I rest. Okay, I'm a rest. And they have me on the drip, you know, the morphine drip, and, you know, where you can apply only so much of your pain medicine if you need a little bit now, a little bit later. So I'm good. Everything's pretty good. I'm going back to sleep because I didn't like how I felt when I woke up. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, I'm being rushed into an elevator. I mean, I don't know how long I'm there, but I'm being rushed into an elevator. They're trying to put this um, oxygen mask over my face, and I'm fighting with one arm because I don't know what's going on. I was asleep. What are you doing? So I'm fighting right. them with one arm, and then I'm out again. I don't even remember them getting me off the elevator. When I wake up again, I'm in ICU. Um, so that's wow. for me. I wake up and I'm like, why am I in ICU? And mm-hmm. then when I go to kind of adjust, I can't move the right side of my body. And mm-hmm. then when I can't move the right side of my or while I'm there trying to move the right side of my body, I can't adjust my covers because the left side of my body is restrained to the bed. So I'm restrained wow. and I'm paralyzed. Yeah, I have issues with this. And I have a hard time speaking. So I don't know what's happened to me because when mm. I came out of recovery, everything was fully functional. Mm-hmm. I, I came out of surgery fine. Um, so now in the process, um, you know, they take the restraints off after a couple of hours of being and out of sleep. I still can't move my right side of my body. Um, and the doctor comes in, and he stands up on my bed, and he just stares at me. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. He just stares at me. 
um, and the expression on his face is mass confusion. He doesn't, he doesn't understand. You can see yeah. it all over. And um, I'm, I'm seeking answers. Even though I can't talk to you, I need to know what the hell happened to me. What did y'all do to me? You know, exactly. the routine surgery I came in for didn't involve any of this. What the right. hell? Right. No answers. No answers. Um, I'm in and out of consciousness because for a while there I was in a coma. Mm. I'm in and out of consciousness. Um, I, I wake up and my mom, my grandmother, my sister, you know, all the women are there because I'm an ICU, so hours of meditation are very limited. And they're not talking to me because I can't talk to them, but I hear them. And so I want to talk to them because I like to talk. That's my thing. That's what I do. <laughs> but I want to talk to them. So that's frustrating is, is not being able to communicate um, throughout the night because I'm not sleeping on a regular schedule. Um, you know, people come in. I don't even know if they're my nurses or whatever. And I remember this one guy that came in a couple of nights. And he didn't know, so I'm thinking he's not, he wasn't like a, a medical person. He must have been some kind of other age because he didn't know my chart. But it bothered him because when he would come into my room, there was nothing on, just the light. And he'd come in and he's like, sister, don't you want the TV on? Sister, don't you want some music? But I didn't. Any kind of noise was too much for me to handle, too much stimulation. I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually, you know, throughout this process, this is where I start to hate the medical practice. They're trying to figure out who to blame this on because they don't want me to sue them. That, that's their whole purpose. They, they don't want a lawsuit. And so they want to run every test that they can find because they want to blame it on my body. So mm. they want to do CAT scans because she must have had a stroke. So they they rush me down here now to to do this CAT scan. And and I again can I'm not fully conscious enough to say anything. So right. are you ready to put me into this machine for for all this MRI CAT scan stuff? And luckily, one of the ladies just happens to glance at my chart again and say, "Oh wait, we can't put her in there. She's got staples." That's oh Lord. Yeah, they're about to put me in. So that would have been yet another damage to my body because right. they're about to put me in this machinery with my staples. Okay, so we got issues there. Then they run me down to this other lab, and they're like, okay, we want to do a stress test if we think she had a heart attack. Because mm. because the portion of the brain that they could scan, there was nothing wrong with my brain. Wow. So they run me down here. They want me to do this uh, stress test. We get down there, and the tech down there says, how are you supposed to do a stress test? You're in a wheelchair. <laughs> I said, y'all are the man. Oh, my I God. I don't know. Like, you'll tell me. I just, you know, they brought me down here. So, you know, he had to, wow. he had to do it a different way because you can't run on the treadmill. No, you're right because the right side of my body doesn't function. So I don't know how we're going to do this. So they wow. They do that stress test. And, um, and the stress test says it's not my heart. So, so none of the things that they checked was wasn't me. It wasn't my body. Oh, yeah. Um, and so to this very day, I still don't know what happened. I still don't know why I ended up limping out of the hospital. Um, and and wow. my daughter, my youngest daughter, might have been like three years old or something. And mm. 
she was the reason. She was the reason that I didn't say, just forget it, you know. She was the reason yeah. that I told him I wanted to walk out of this hospital. No matter what happens, I have to walk. I have a small child that I have to be the caregiver for. She needs me. Yeah. And um, I went down to there, and I've been wow. doing a lot better ever since, you know. I, I, I regained the ability to walk, you know, because that's what I wanted. I desired that so bad. Um, yeah. And my speech and my mind, and and it was for my kids, you know, because my yeah. kids needed me. If nobody else needed me, my my girls needed mom, and and that was my motivation. Um, yeah. And to this day, I don't know what they did because after that, they wanted me to go see all these different doctors, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, and they wanted to put me on all these medications. Mind you, yeah. every test that they did in the hospital. That it wasn't that. It wasn't your head. It wasn't your brain. It wasn't your heart. It, it wasn't. They didn't know what it was. But well, you know, my dad used to say everything. Yeah, my dad used to say they're practicing medicine, so mm-hmm. that means they really don't know what they're doing. They're just practicing, so mm-hmm. you can't really put all your trust in them because they're doing mm-hmm. the best they can with what they're practicing. But you have to. I it's my personal experience that your first place that you have to heal or start healing is in your mind, and mm-hmm. you have to make up your mind that you are going to get better. When I was in the nursing home, I overheard a physical therapist say, to someone about me that it was a shame that I was so young and would never walk again or use my entire left side. And I say this all the time. Two thoughts came to me immediately. One was I couldn't believe she was saying that where I could hear it. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I thought she has no idea who I am because I'd be doggone if I'm going to lay in this nursing home the rest of my life. And so the very next day I started asking questions about what stuff I could start doing even though I was still bedridden to start getting my body up. And I'm telling you guys, Three months, this happened to me on July 25th. So three months later, I am walking with a cane. I'm using my left side even though I'm in physical therapy because I can't raise my arm all the way. Um, And I'm talking because I had made my mind up that I was not going out like that. And I have sons and grandsons who need me. I have friends and family members who have carried me through this period when I couldn't carry myself. And so you focused on your daughters, and that started you on your road to healing. And Mm -hmm. I believe that when your mind is made up to to move forward, 
then the rest of you comes in line with what you've decided in your mind. I have friends that have walked with me up to a certain point since this happened, and then they disappeared out of my life. Okay, mm-hmm. that's their choice. I can't, you know, and I. some of them, I don't know what happened to them. I just stopped hearing from them. But instead of being angry about that, what I've learned to do is appreciate every moment and whatever that person added to my life in the moments that they were there, I appreciate that because I learned the hard way that you can be here today and gone today. And so I'm appreciating you moment by moment for whatever you bring to my life, and that's just where I am. That was a good place to be. That is a good place to me. So, thank you. You you let me kind of calm down a little bit because I get so heated when I talk about yeah. it. And, and I can, you know, Lord, I can understand it. Believe me. I know you. Because when I and, went and in, mom is... go ahead. No, I was going to say because when I went into surgery, I had numbness and tingling in my arm from the stroke, but I could use it. But when I came out of surgery, I had no use of my arm. So I'm like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, everybody's like, well, they're more concerned with bringing you back to life than worrying about your arm. Okay, I can understand that, but I want to know what happened to my daggone arm. I mean, it was working when I got here. And right. so I understand exactly what you're saying. All kinds of tests, all kinds of whatever were done to try to figure out what happened. And still to this day, as I'm in physical therapy, they still can't tell me what happened to my arm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so I'm just learning to get what I can get to help me get better and just let go of anything that causes me more stress because I don't want to end up back in the situation I was in before. All right. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I get now, um, is, um, and I'm going to kind of talk about this and I'm going to generalize, but one of the things that as a culture we need to be more careful with is the blood pressure thing. And I'm saying that because I'm very much guilty here, I'm very much guilty here at this point. Um, now, and this is after all of that has happened. Um, one of the things that after I had that episode, um, which they don't know what the hell happened to me in the hospital, mm-hmm. my blood pressure was sky high. Could not mm-hmm. get it down. They could mm-hmm. not get it down. They could not get it down. Nothing that they shot in me would bring it down. Stuff that they were like, oh, that's going to drop her too low, it didn't even bring it down. And ever since that has happened, my blood pressure has never been normal. Um, And so, you know, in my mind, I was too young. I can exercise in a way. I will eat differently. I didn't want to be on medication. Um, And that's one of the things that, you know, mom fussed about and fussed about. You know, she's like, you're playing with that, you're playing with that. And 
I don't want to see the side effects. So um, it's been bombarding me left and right, just different people in, in all of the different facets of what I do, people yeah. talking about blood pressure issues and, and, and things that have um, they've had to go deal with. And in and, and, and all of the walks of my life, you know, even the non-Shamor life, that's just kind of been everywhere around me. And I know warnings when I hear warnings. So that was one of the things that I had to do the other day. And I had to face it and I had to say, okay, go to the doctor and find out about your blood pressure and then be proactive, you know, as proactive as not having a stroke. Because, you know, you did get that whole nothing's wrong with your brain. You didn't have a stroke. That's not what happened to you. But that was that time. (laughs) You know, that was that time. Don't let there be another so that's one of the things that I'm dedicating um, some time to is the management of this blood pressure. And yep. because I am doing a lot, I do do a lot, and I don't want to end up, you know, um, being at fault for something that I should take care of for me. So this is Miss, this is uh, Miss Shamor uh, moment of telling everybody if you have the slightest increase in blood pressure, um, yep. and it's the slightest bit abnormal for any number of days, be yep. proactive because you need the people that need you just as much. You don't want to miss them. You don't want them to miss you. You want to be here, and it's so silent, and you don't know because there are no traditional signs that you're looking for because um, you feel fine, and that's mm-hmm. the scary part. So, And you know I what? When I got to... Um um, Shakir, when I got to the hospital that day, my blood pressure was 212 over 130. And um, I had been without my blood pressure medicine for over six months. I had been without my diabetes medicine for over six months. So there were things that I should have been doing, and I said it was because I don't have any insurance, and I don't have this, and I don't have that. But in a six-month period, I could have gotten money from somewhere to make sure that I, my blood pressure was taken care of, but I didn't. And then when you add into that the daily stress of life, period, I was just walking into a business. The woman asked me a question. I remember answering the question, and the next thing I knew, I was in the back of the ambulance. So just that fast, I had a stroke. Then when they ran, did the MRIs and the CAT scans or whatever, come find out I had been having many strokes for a long time. I had the numbness and the tingling in my arm and leg for at least a month and a half before that happened, but I just kept pushing myself. Uh And so you are absolutely right that you have to pay attention to the changes in your body. You have to pay attention to your change in your environment and what's going on around you if you have family history, 
of any blood pressure, diabetes, whatever, you have to pay attention to those things because everybody thinks it won't happen to them. Mm-hmm. Both of you know, both of my parents died about two and a half years ago. Neither one, both of them, very ill, but neither one of them ever being in a nursing home. So why would I even think it's even possible for me? to end up in a nursing home. Like, that didn't even make sense. I mean, that I couldn't even think that that would happen. And that's one of the things that I found myself getting really depressed about when I was in the nursing home. And, oh, my God, my parents died and never, never stayed in a nursing home. I'm 50 years old. What am I doing here? So I, instead of just giving up, I use that as motivation to get my butt up out of there. And so a lot of that could have been avoided if I had done what I needed to do on the front end. And so I'm encouraging you guys and your listeners to stop thinking it can't happen to you Mm -hmm. because it can. So we have to do, yeah. Yeah, I need to, to quit lying to myself and telling myself I'm too young for that. I'm too young right. for that. No, heifer, you're not no more. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Lord have mercy. And I'm oh, like, how am I going to lay up here and call myself being a cougar and I can't even walk? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants a broke down cougar like in a wheelchair? That's crazy. <laughs> He's so, he's so funny. The whole part um, of being a cougar is chasing behind young, what are they? <laughs> Whatever they are. <laughs> young Lord. babies. Um, <laughs> he said, Lord wants to wake mercy. you up. Wake up, she can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Don't mind me. Okay. <laughs> Well, once oh, you over goodness. there saying, okay. I wish those two would shut up. Uh-uh. Oh, no, I'm we, good. We you know, uh, we have, a, have, we mean, have this um, a chat room family. We have a chat room family that is beautiful. I love them. Um, <laughs> and so Val said, um, hey, you can be a cougar in a wheelchair. You got to get an automatic one and soup it up. <laughs> Girl, look, let me tell you something. One day I was in the store, um, I don't know if I was in a store, wherever I was. Oh, I had gone for a doctor's appointment, and I had this, like, neck brace on, and I had the walker and all this crap, right? And this guy is like, do you have a man? You know, I like to be, and I turn around, like, you know, turning all slow with this darn brace on my neck. And, like, he, I think he had, he had a walker, and he was sitting down. Like, he couldn't even stand up. And I was thinking to myself, what the heck? What are you going to do for me? So uh, I have gone about my neck brace and my whatever. I'm just uh, used to, like, visualizing myself in my cougar mode. So when I look at him, I'm thinking, what in the world? Then I looked at myself, and I'm like, well, that would be a mess. What are we going to do? Nothing. Like, I only got one good arm, so it's not even like, you know, we could be doing a whole lot of caressing and hugging and all that. And I don't, if if my memory serves me right, I don't think he had one good arm either. 
I mean, what the oh, heck? Let's just forget it. So I was like, uh, no thank you, dude. Talk to you later. That was cute. <laughs> y'all could y'all could take really long walks on the beach. I'm a devil. devil. That was probably cute, wasn't it? No, it's not. Don't make me have to hurt you. Oh, gosh. I'm just saying. I, you know, we don't laugh, we cry, so. Um. (laughs) But I also wanted to tell um, anybody that's listening um, that, you know, we have the Link Master, and he's here today. He's been avoiding us the last couple weeks. He's been some real fun shows. I can't imagine what those posts would be. But um posting some good stuff on my page, um, dealing with the show. So definitely check out some of um Abdul's posts that he has um going on on my page. Pretty much they're talking about, you know, um, female health issues and mm-hmm. different um books that you can uh, read, um, self self help, you know, kinda I'm sure got some alternatives to traditional medical practice. So, um, and that's important for some of us. We kind of need that to feel um, in control. Um, And I know that was one of the things that I hate um, or hated because right afterwards, because mom was like, you got to go, because like I said, they gave me all kind of doctors. You know, I had neurologists and I had all these doctors that I didn't have before I went in there because they were going to force it to be my body. And, um, you know, it couldn't have been their malpractice. It had to be me. And mm-hmm. I went to one or two of those appointments, and they kept trying to shove different medications. Well, take this. Don't take what I – because these are the same doctors that prescribed me stuff in the hospital. Well, no, mm-hmm. don't take that. Take this now. Um, that was just a week ago. Now it's something I need that's totally different, you know. Um, and I hated that whole time. I hated that whole time. And mm-hmm. I, I had an aunt who was definitely a believer in alternative medications, like what can herbs and, you know, vegetables and, you know, don't play into man-made medications, you know. So so I, I got a lot of different ways of viewing where I was going to go after that and, and how I was going to take care of myself. And it didn't have to be just a man-made pill that had all these side effects because that that scares me, honestly. I, I hate thinking of the side effects of these these medicines because the doctors don't even tell you. They don't even tell you. So, yeah. Um, okay, you have another caller. So... I'm going to go ahead and take um, area code is 410. Area code is 410. You're on the air. I think people don't realize when they push one, they're going to be on the air. (laughs) Quite possible. Quite possible. I say it's a definite possibility. <laughs> Even so though the recording kind of does say that. Now, it? on the air right now. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take it there. Area code 410 does not want to talk to us. That's quite possible. So I'm going to go ahead and put you back on hold. If you think anything you want to say, you can press 1 again, and we'll come back. 
because that's what we do. We invite everybody. So, um, it's not Jerome. <laughs> it's not Jerome. It's not. We have regular callers, and again, my Wyndham family is my family. I love these people. They are so everything. Oh. I give so much everything. I get in trouble. I get laughed at. I get talked about. I get loved on. I love these people. These people are so wonderful. And then we have those callers. You know, you have that uncle that you're like, oh, Lord, here come uncle. Well, for us, for some of us, it's Uncle Jerome. They don't want to be Uncle Jerome. <laughs> You're uh, so funny. He gives, them, he gives them something to not want to hear. <laughs> wow. That's um, funny. Okay, so at this part of the show, we bring on, um, and Ron earlier today was in a really good place. So I'm not going to say anything crazy about Ron. Ron has a segment. He's been wind up, so he gets to do his own little thing, his own little spin on the world. So um, sometimes he talks about what we're talking about. Sometimes Ron gets to take his time <laughs> and go to Ron land, wow. and it's absolutely all right. So we're going to see if Ron stays. Never mind. We're just going to bring Ron tonight. <laughs> Ron, how are you this evening, sir? How you doing? I'm doing great this evening. How are we doing? We're good. We're so glad you're doing great. That's beautiful. It, it, it is just a wonderful day, isn't it, Shemar? I'm so, Yes, it, it absolutely is. It's even better yes, because it, you're here. How about that? It's, it's, it's great to be here tonight. Good deal. What's going on, brother? I can't complain, man. Just getting through the day in one piece. Yeah, you sound you sound like you're dragging, man. What's going on? No, it's been a rough week at work. I, I, I was wondering. I, I, I thought it was because we wasn't talking about bullwhips that you, your, your energy wasn't up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I just wonder. Yes. I just wonder. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. My apologies. <laughs> hey, you still my dog, bro. No worries. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are we doing this evening to the guests? I'm just marvelous, darling. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was sitting here just chuckling when I was listening to you just loud. I was like, wow, that is funny. Oh, okay. Which part? Well, when you was talking about I had one good arm and he had one good arm. <laughs> and and, I, and I, I was wondering if it was both the right arm that y'all both had good or whether you'd be like his left and your right. And you'd be like, yeah, I, don't know. Know. I think it was opposite arms, but it's, it still was just too much work. You know, you reach a certain point in your life, where you just don't want to work so hard to get whatever it is you're going to get. You just want to get right. it and just go on about your business. And it's just too much work. So I just... Well, if you ever need a two-arm hug, I'm here for you. How about that? Oh, thank you. You just made my day. Thank that's what so I'm here much. for. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's definitely what he's here for. 
Thank you. I appreciate it, really. Not a problem. I love hugs. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we got to work on getting close to you. So I can get a hug. Absolutely. All right, I'll don't, hug you down, baby. don't start nothing. You can't finish. Well, okay. Well, that, dear friends, is the interesting part <laughs> the of the show. show. That's the end. That's it. That's all he needed. Ain't no he end. No, ain't no <laughs> end. No. She opened it. You know what happens when somebody opens. You know what happens. He ain't going to be right no more. Oh, no more. Oh. I mean, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, you, you play with you, fire. You, I'm just saying, Shmore, first of all, you know I'm usually in the bed sleep this time of night. And so when I'm up, I just, like, have, I don't know, I just go off. Or, like, I just, you know, I just, like, have very little control. So I'm not responsible for what I say or do or nothing. Well, you're talking to the most, wow. most irresponsible man on the planet. <laughs> They put you two together. <laughs> oh Lord, help me! She didn't oh, set yeah, me up. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to call the Lord because this dude here. I thought you and my friendship were. It's over. I am. I tried to. I tried to tell you don't play with Ron. <laughs> oh Lord, Ron, she's Ain't exaggerating, no isn't she? Is she exaggerating? Personally, I think she's exaggerating, but if you listen to this show on a weekly basis, um, I think that she's used to describing me in such a manner. I, I don't understand it either. I really don't understand. Mm-hmm. All right. And well, I'm going to have the truth. I'm starting to, feel, I'm starting to feel a little taken aback by it because it's like she's always talking to me about me like this. I, I don't appreciate it. I deserve better. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to start promise, paying more attention. I promise, Ryan, I absolutely promise I didn't say anything. You came on here talking about hugging and getting close to her. What did I do? What, how did I? I didn't do anything. Mm-mm. And I just wow. got you to know, Ron, there are witnesses. like you got something up your sleeve. It, I, I could just no, no, no. I just want you to know there are witnesses this whole, they're witnesses, wow. and you're you're in trouble, um, cause Val is alive and well in the chat room. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl, Val, right there. Gotta love Val. Oh yeah, she's yeah. Okay, keep on talking, cause you and sound like you're backtracking now. Uh, yeah, see, thank you. No, it yeah. wasn't me doing the backtracking. That's you doing the backtracking. I'm, I'm here. I've never run from Val. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. That's not me. <laughs> All right, Val. And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. The rest is history. Me and Val go back like spinal cords. <laughs> that is funny. Oh my God! I need some oxycodone. <laughs> he'll make you. He'll make you need something. <laughs> wow, that is too much. Ryan, yes, ma'am. Ryan, did did you have something to say? Did you just call to breathe on the phone? Well, a little bit of both. 
little, little bit of both. But um, I I want to touch on this. Uh, I don't know how much I learned the football. You know, this whole Ricky Incognito thing, and uh, and how they're talking about uh, bullying and hazing and all of this. And I understand the the whole concept of a bully, but the one thing I hate worse than a bully is someone who allows themselves to get bullied. And I understand in some situations where the odds are really against you and you're choosing from options that are all bad. I'm clear with that. Sometimes you have to choose the worst option. But um, I honestly feel that if you're a 300-pound man <laughs> and another 300-pound man is, is teasing you <laughs> and making you cry, you have the well thought to put your 300-pound foot in his 300-pound ass <laughs> and, and rectify that situation. But that's just me and how I was raised and how we um, handle things where I'm coming from. But um, in a society where we live in now, I, I, I don't think a grown man like that should be teased. I don't, I don't think that's possible. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there to see this because uh, it's, it's, it's a little baffling to me how this gentleman, his name is uh, Jonathan Martin, how uh, his, his parents went to Harvard, both of them, and he went to Stanford. He, so he's an educated gentleman. But um, it's just strange how you would choose to quit your job, to leave your profession that you worked all these years at just so you don't get teeth. Uh, I don't know. It's a little, a little strange to me, but I figured I'd throw that out there for the wind-up and then... And, 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 Possibly see what you're talking about and how you feel about it. I'm surprised that he feels safe enough to come on the show and talk about 300-pound men's asses knowing the things that he's been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I, don't I, I don't think I'll be as bold as Ron to come on you talking about asses for mm-hmm. other men. So, so all of that, all you got out of everything I said was 300 pound asshole. That's all you got out of everything I said. I just want to know if I'm clear on this. Uh, I, no, no. I also got that you said it. I got that out of it too. That you were talking about other men. Yeah, so Shakira, you were gonna say something, Shakira. Yes, yes, brother. It's your turn. Please say something. Imani, is that what you got out of this? That's what I got out of this. Oh Lord, not Imani. I did hear something about three hundred pound men and asses, but I, I understand, Ron. I mean, no, no grown man should allow any other grown man to bully them. What do you understand? What do you understand? I mean, I'm a, I am a football fan. I love football. I breathe football. I love it. Um, but and I see the the brotherhood and the hazing behind it all. But you, I agree. Shouldn't no big man be crying that another big man is? bullying him. And then he probably called his mama and said, Mama, they bullying me. <laughs> and the first thing she said, well, baby, go tell the coach. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, be tough. I'm sure that y'all can fight it out or something. Yeah, that's a bit point. much. 
Because I was oh, all goodness. I was all lost. Like I didn't know what in the world was going on. Like I just kept seeing it going across the bottom of the TV, like on ESPN. But I couldn't put together in my mind that two grown men were somebody was quitting something because somebody else was bullying them. It's kind of like the Salvation Army Little League. Um, <laughs> like I couldn't process that these were grown people. Yeah, I mean, they should take a lesson from us. We get bullied by Ron every week, and we don't every really. Week. So. And we are tough, and we deal with it. Matter of fact, I mean, Ron, not Ron, do you sometimes feel like we bully you? Don't ask like him. Don't oh, offer Lord, him that doubt. Oh, my gosh. Of course he's going to say yes. I feel like you. You abuse me on a weekly basis. I, I mean, I, I used to have a crush on you, Amaj, and, and, and now you just use me as your doormat on a weekly basis. Is it, is it really no. hurting my soul? No. My soul no. is hurt. Yes, no. my soul. I don't, yes. I don't. It's not that. It's just that you just walk right into it. Like, it's, it's like you say something and you just say it, and you walk into it, and I can't help but acknowledge it. Good. Oh, this is so pitiful. I mean, this is garbage. <laughs> this part of the show sucks right now. I, I wonder if I can edit it. this out. Yeah, so oh, crazy. don't do that. You know, Crybaby, shut up and take it. I'm I like, like, take it like a man. Take it like a 300 pound man. What the fuck? Well, I don't know what that means, but I don't like the way it sounds. <laughs> Nothing like no 300 pound uh, man. I, I know. I don't know about none of that. None of it. That is too funny. I'm gonna be quiet be because all of my comments are seen as bullying. So, no. Okay, I'm gonna take this other part though. Ron, how for you to say that you have a crush on me, you get on here and you start flirting with our guests. Come on now. Mm. That's the same thing that Val said. And I'm a oh, woman no. with one arm. What's up with that? Listen, listen, <laughs> there was enough, enough for me to go around. I just, I just <laughs> love, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I can give my portion away. I'm okay. That is funny. Oh, my God. Oh, and Val, you know, Val said, hey, wait a minute. How are you going to come on the show flirting with somebody you supposed to belong to her? See, mm-hmm. uh, first, of all, first of all, me and Val are friends. Who I belong to is Mrs. Nefertiti. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, so that's oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Alrighty then. Did you have right. to have a tonight? Wait, right. but but Shamor and Imaj don't act like y'all not uh, very aware of who, no who that woman is too. Don't act like oh, I what? Know. Y'all know who that woman is. Y'all know who Mrs. Nefertiti is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I do. I That's what I said. I told you my stuff was written in, in invisible ink, so I know nothing. I see nothing. No nothing. <laughs> wow. I know who got a hold of you. Yeah, I know that. I know. You cross over okay. to the other side. No going back. They got oh, you. Really? They have got you cuffed at the ankles, homie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Richie Incognito. Yeah. Yeah. So the big. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that's what we're talking about. We don't right, want to right. talk about Teasing. that part. Teasing. 
Hey, bullying. Bullying. Is that the subject? Bullying? Yeah. <laughs> you You're not bullied. Please stop. No, I'm just that. saying, I'm just reminding you that that outside, they got you on lock, shackled at the ankles. You like stuff around your ankles, shackles right? Shackles on my feet. Well, check this out, guys. <laughs> this is the latest. You. This is the latest I've been up in God knows how long, and yeah. I usually take my pain medicine by now and pass out. So okay. I'm going to be leaving you all, but I do want to say I have thoroughly enjoyed this opportunity to share my story and um, it may be encourage someone along the way and I thank you guys so much for this opportunity and Ron and Val gave me some good laughs and I <laughs> really needed that I really did and I want to just say one last thing and that is I'm trying to, at this point in my life, to encourage everybody to build a bridge over your troubles and keep moving. Don't allow whatever is going on in your life to cause you to give up. Just take it and build whatever you need to build to hold on to, to step across whatever because you've come this far and you can make it the rest of the way. If you never hear my voice again, just remember that nothing that's happened to you right now can destroy you unless you allow it to. Mm-hmm. I definitely I like that message. Thank you. And Mr. Ron, I'm going to take that hug and go on to sleep, okay? Oh yeah, if you take it, you just lay right on down. I, I'm I'm right next to you. Just nice little big hug. All right yeah, then. He said he right next to me. <laughs> okay, right. I better go while I can. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Take care. All right, have a good Thank you for giving us right. your time, and we will see you on Facebook. I'm so sure. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for allowing me to come. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening while you're conscious, and then when they <laughs> <laughs> I can't All right. <laughs> and you won't even know. So we'll talk I know to that's you right. another time. All right, sweetheart. Good night. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah. So now we can pick on Ron. Wow. It's that bullshit I'm talking about. It's that bullshit I'm talking about. There's nobody to save you now. I mean, you say it like I'm supposed to be scared of something. Like you, you say should bad wolf. You should you be should very afraid. You should very, be very shaking afraid. in your lockers or shoes or I don't know. They don't wear no, nothing normal. They probably oh, wear stilettos. Oh, in the club, yes. Yes, that's right. Um, next week, let me go ahead and, and do this. Um, 
while everybody's still attentive and we haven't gotten too far into the depths of Ronnie's. Next week is a great show again. Um, next week we will have Arthur Entice on our show. And I love Entice. <laughs> yes, we all love Entice. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that evil grin that just came out Shakira's throat. Oh, that's because Shakira and Entice. Oh my gosh, you don't even know. I mean, that's yeah, that's no secret there. Oh wow, you don't even know how that is. That over there. Oh my gosh, be careful. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that that one might get you cut, my friend. It's a real violence on this phone right now. I don't understand what's going on. Where do we make this turn in the wrong? I mean, we took the wrong thing. Albuquerque. What what happened here? I'm just trying to find different avenues to get you beat up. I think I think that would be sufficient. Yeah, I think that's what ended up happening at that point. Yeah. See, these masochist tendencies that you have really saying a lot about you, Shamor. I mean, they're, they're, they're saying more than you know. They are? They're speaking louder yes, than I am? Yes, yeah. I hope they're talking about the total disdain I have where a certain person is concerned. Because that's what I'm shooting for. And and, and and who would that person be? Why don't you just verbalize who that person would be? Why are you stuttering? Why in the world? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I like when you do that. That is hilarious. Do it again. Do it again. I don't just talk about. I'm just curious uh, who this person is that you're referring to time and time again. You know what? I'm not going to even participate in that. I want to go back to your wind-up that, that yes, you 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 came on here and said that you felt like it was the person who gets bullied fault that they're getting bullied, basically. I never said and that, and you're you, putting words in my mouth if you're saying You I did say I, that. You said no, that. No, what I said is the one thing I hate worse than a bully is a person who allows themselves to be bullied. That's what I said. That's the same I mean, thing. No, because I'm establishing <laughs> from different? the jump that I hate, because I'm establishing that I hate bullies. So we established that they're wrong. But on top of their being wrong, it's a two-way street. It can't be a one-way street. So unless you're letting it happen, it can't happen. Are you saying that about adults who are being bullied or kids who are being bullied? Um. He's a ridiculous. This is this Both. whole clarification of ridiculousness is ridiculous. Like, right? Like, because I'm not understanding because they are a victim of something. I mean, they're not allowing it. They can tell whomever, and that person not be listening. They're still a victim of it. Okay. Another another part that I think we're missing is that those of us who are not scared of bullies um, need to. Speak up and be an advocate so those who are scared know that they have someone in their corner. Sometimes when you're bullied, you feel like it's the world against you. But if you know you have someone who is not scared of that bully to be uh, 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 your backup, then you have that much more gumption sometimes to stick up to that bully. 
So those of us who are okay. not scared of bullies have an, have an obligation also. Okay, and here in my mind, and I'm going to tell you all this picture in my mind because of all the wind-ups that I have had to experience in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through the playground, kid being bullied. This stick-up advocate guy named Ron walks by. The kid's being bullied, and Ron goes over to the bullied kid and says, fight him, fight him. And he tells the kid that's like four sizes smaller than the bully to go fight the bully. And so this bully is whooping this kid's butt, and Ron's standing there going, hit him again, hit him again. I mean, this is his way of being an advocate. He didn't step in and do anything. He's just standing on the sidelines getting his little kid's tail beat and yelling, hit him again. That's his advocacy. That's what I see in and my now mind. now you're trying to paint me as a, as a coward or a punk or something. I don't appreciate this. <laughs> this is not. Now you're trying to say I'm getting little kids beat up by people who are four. You said four times his size. What kid is oh in the same God. class as you if he's four times your size? So first of all, you're lying. That, that, that is what you said. <laughs> I said you're the hype man. You're not doing shit. You're like over there yelling and screaming from the sidelines. Did you call me the bully and flavor flavor? You're the hype man. Yes, she did. Yes, sir, that she did. Is that what she did, brother? That's what she said. (laughs) She she, she is equating me to to a, no, you didn't just do that. Why did you do that? Don't do that. Uh, no, 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 please, really. brother. 
it's, it's really to the point right now where it's like, okay, yeah, eventually you're going to have to calm it down. That's that's the only way I can see it. I mean, you've had your fun. Oh, Lord knows y'all have had your fun. Um, but eventually, you're gonna have to let you're gonna have to let the man get some get back sooner or later. She called me Flavor Flavor, brother Flavor Flavor. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a public enemy fiend on levels that most don't have a clue about, but I can't. I can't with Flavor Flay. That's just low ball. That's low. That's not the mark below the belt. That thing's funny. You know it. You know That's it. That's low ball, and I'm sorry. You want to laugh. Look, look, I've had my look. Look, it's been forty-eight. It was still plenty time left. It wasn't even like it was the end of the show and people had tuned off. She said it with everybody listening. <laughs> Good. And they still listening because we still got five minutes. You see what I'm saying? And we're still talking about this fuckery. I, 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 I okay. just can't. I can't. Okay. Well, I can change it around. I can change it around. I can change it around. Abdul did it for you. He just posted on my page. He <laughs> said, yeah, boy. I'm just. All I need you to start doing the dance. I wish we could see you. Start doing the dance right now. Get up. Get, get, get down. I'm sorry. Please. Never mind. <laughs> so laugh, laugh, get it out, please. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, boy. 
Yeah, boy. All right, enough, all right, enough. Yeah, all right. We know, we know. Self-diagnosis, yes, we know, we know. Okay, yeah. I cannot believe you. I hope you get bullied by a 300-pound man in real life. Yeah, yeah boy. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, boy. It's a joke. Hey, oh, monkey. You know what? It's a joke. <laughs>
all fine if somebody had gagged him with some balls and tied his hands around his ankle. But y'all don't Man, know what you. That's Have it. a good night. That's the I end of the show. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Y'all, it's already after midnight my time. I can't do it with y'all tonight. Oh and y'all have God. a great, great, great rest of your Wednesday evening. Y'all ain't <laughs> fucking with my time. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, Good night.